from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. And now it's time for the Daily Douchebag Pledge. Two Douchebags and a Microphone Pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. Two douchebags and a microphone. Because we all need dick jokes. Since we haven't a budget here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, here's a random guy on the street to promote our show. Hi everybody, I'm Freddy. I love listening to Two Douchebags and a Microphone, and I get all my pertinent information from them. They are incredible, and I love them so. As pleasant as 50 grit sandpaper to your inner thighs... Hi everybody, this is Mark here and I'm getting ready to do a solo cast for you people out there that want to hear about it. The reason it's a solo cast is because I'm going to give you my opinion and my rating of the new Carnival Jubilee massive mega ship. Um, I just got off of it Sunday, no Saturday. I just got off of it last Saturday and had a great experience on it and really enjoyed it and I decided that right then when I got on the ship it was so nice that I was going to do some sort of a uh, you know some sort of a rating or some sort of a uh, um, recording to go over some highlights of the ship so anyhow the Jubilee was the most balanced ship I've ever been on with 6,000 passengers plus all the crew members The ship was so enormous and spread out that one area was never heavily congested at any time like most other ships. The design was perfectly balanced to hold all the guests and not be congested. And uh, what I mean by that was this right here. They would have bars in the front, middle, and uh, aft. So the forward, middle, and aft all had bars different types of bars, up-end bars. Um, they had restaurants in all three of the areas. Um, they've had restaurants all the way from Deck 17 all the way down to 6, I believe. So you have all these areas that have all these uh, key places where people have to go daily, you know, to get food, to get drink, Um Pools. They had a bunch of different pools in different areas. They had all kinds. They had an infinity pool on the Serenity deck. They had an infinity pool on the uh, forward. They had an infinity pool and hot tubs 
on uh, the forward deck, uh, the Lido deck, which is deck um, 12, I believe, or thir- uh, no, deck, deck 16. They had one on deck 17. They had another one on deck 13. I mean, they, they had these everywhere. And they had these places, these places that normally get cluttered, like the Lido deck and all of the... Um, and all of the functions that would be going on there would, that would bring the greatest number of people laying out, getting drinks at the bar, um, you know, hanging out in the hot tub, hanging out in the pool. They had all of these so spread out that people would go everywhere, literally, to go find their spot that they liked the best, whether it's the bartender at that area was better, or if they just liked the water better or the scenery. Maybe they could see off the boat further. Maybe they liked the people back there better, whatever. But it was so spread out that it was really an excellent deal how they did it. it. It was enormous, and I did get to see most of the ship because of the Carnival app really helped me out. I could see where everything was at. So I didn't have to go up to these stupid ship maps near the elevators and try to figure out something on the spot when people are walking by you or trying to look at it and all that stuff. I just went to the app when I was back in my room, examined the app, figured out where something was at that I wanted to go to. And I would nail down a time that I was going to go there. And it worked out very well for me and Val both. So, the Jubilee had a variety of bars and clubs that offered fresh, unique drinkology mixed drinks. From fresh fruit infused to a very cool gimmicky drink such as bubbles, smoke, and nitro, the new take on drinks were quite refreshing as compared to the usual heavily candified sugary pina coladas and daiquiris. The exotic martinis were just amazing, from the espresso martini to the fresh fruit-infused martini, with uh, a lot of ocean-themed beverages, different ones they called like a, um, I think they called one sea foam, they called another one like the dolphin, I mean, they're, and they were, they were drinks that I've never seen before, and everyone that I knew never saw drinks like these before, I think these were their own concoctions that they came up with using fresh fruits and infused fruits and essence. Uh, they were really refreshing, but they weren't real sugary. You know, they, they, they used the fruit instead of sugar, and it was really good because I don't always want a lot of sugar in my alcohol. You know, um, I like a good mojito, but not too many of them because there's a lot of sugar in them. I like a good margarita or a pina colada, but not too many of them because there's so much sugar in them. You just can't take out much sugar during one day. I mean, you know, it's just, it's not good for you. And you don't feel good when you do. You fill up quick. You feel bloated. Yeah, your um, your joints tend to swell up with all that sugar. It, it's just not a good thing. So they had a variety of, you know, bars and, and specialty bars. You know, their new take on drinks were so refreshing and the exotic martinis. It, it was just fantastic. They have this one place there called Dr. Inks. But it's put together with a period in the middle of it there, so it'd be drinks. But it was segmented with Dr. Inks. So it's spelled all together drinks, but it's segmented with a period that says Dr. Inks. Very clever, you know, on the English language there. So, um, and then there was the Golden Mermaid Bar. Both of them were just off the hook. These were adult-themed establishments that did not have children jumping all over you while you're trying to order the bartenders were extremely professional and knew the drinks all the way through. Um, and speaking of kids jumping up all over everything, I'll just go ahead and go into this right now. Um, I was um, 
over in the aft near the hot tub and there's this little brat that kept doing dive bombing belly bombs in the hot tub. It was a huge hot tub and it was very annoying. He was getting everybody wet. So finally I went to the carnival guy and he actually made the parents take the kid out of there. And I was really impressed with that. I get tired of this pussyfooting, going, um, could you please watch your kid a little bit? Yeah, um, he's being a little rowdy. No, this guy went over there and he told him, he said, you're going to have to take your kid somewhere else. I've told him several times to stop this. He won't stop the behavior. You're not doing anything about it, so go. And they left. And everybody clapped. And it was fantastic because this fucking bitch and his, and his and whoever else was with her didn't seem to give one else a shit about how annoying her little brat was being because her little brat had to do things like this to get attention because she never gave him attention. She's too busy being a Karen, fucking drinking her foo-foo drink and bullshitting with her best friend. You wouldn't even be able to pick her kid out of anywhere because she was ignoring him that bad. So the carnival guy, thank you and thank you carnival for putting your foot down and not putting up with behavior like this because behavior like this makes me not want to go on a cruise sometimes if they don't watch the kids good enough look i love children like the rest of them grandkids all that you know they're great but when you're in an adult themed area and you want to sit down and have a couple of drinks you don't want somebody's little brat jumping all over the place because they're incapable of uh, putting their foot down trying to be their little brat's best friend or whatever the fucker, don't even care. It's bullshit that we have to put up with that. We shouldn't have to put up with that. And if someone does that, they should be corrected and they should be asked to leave. So thank you, Carnival. And I will just leave that right there. That's done. The Bolt Roller Coaster. When I first booked this, it was canceled due to high winds. The Bolt was eight stories up from my room and on the opposite side of the ship. So this took about 20 minutes out of my day. I get to the coaster and the guy told me it was canceled. I was pissed and asked why they did not inform me on the app. They can do all the other stuff on the app. You know, I mean, I told you about a lot of the features on there. The guy informs me that they sent a message to me. Of course, I look at my app. Sure enough, nothing. I showed him and I said, oh yeah, I said, well, did, where, where, where's, this, uh, where's this warning that you speak about? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a glitch. So I said, like, eh, okay, well, you know what? I told you I didn't get a text. Don't really appreciate taking all this time out, but you know what? Okay. So behind us were two other couples who the glitch must have got hit, hit, hit them too, the glitch. Uh, now I'm saying this with uh, air quotes, the glitch. I turned around and I said, well, I guess the glitch got them too, didn't it? He had nothing to say. He knew he was busted. What it was, was they did not bother to send out anything. They didn't care. And that's one of my biggest issues with Carnival, is they do stuff like that. They just leave stuff, well, good enough. And if you don't like it, that's too damn bad. And evidently, I, it, it's not a deal breaker because I still use them, and I'm almost platinum on them. And I'm probably going to use them for, for good now because, um, I don't know, I like them better than the other cruise ships. Like I said, you know, Royal Caribbean had Oasis of the Seas and these immaculate sea shows and all this stuff. But you couldn't get a beer after 9 o'clock at night. It's an older people's cruise. And then my experience is NCL, um, Norwegian, is a lush cruise to me. And I'm not a lush. I like to drink my fair share. 
but not constantly, not all the time, not every day, and I don't smoke like a chimney. I enjoy a cigar every now and then, but I do not smoke cigarettes. And it seemed to me like that is what NCL has become ever since they opened up the uh, unlimited bar and the whole side of the ship practically smoking. You know, uh, so, you know, I'm with Carnival all the way. So, you know, it's not quite a deal breaker, but it's also annoying that they do certain things like don't warn you, you know, that the bolts shut down, they just kind of gloss over it. It does annoy you that they don't seem to care enough to correct things like that. But like I said, they're to me, they're still the best cruise line for what I like. So anyhow, um, I, I, um, I did a few days later get into the Bolt roller coaster. And I have to admit, it was terrific. It was fast. It went up high over the ocean and was really just like a real land-based coaster. Well done, Carnival. I mean, when this thing went up in the in the hoops and went around the corners, it felt like you were going to fly off of it like a roller coaster, and all you can see is ocean as far as you can see. No boat. You're that far up and that far out. It was fun. It was a work of art. I wish I would have had more time to do it again, but it's a novelty. You know, this was only its seventh sailing, so... People were, you know, they were dying to get on this thing. And, you know, I, I was lucky to possibly have two times at it. The one didn't work out, but I was lucky to get the one time in on it. And also, it's 15 bucks a pop. A lot of people didn't go on it because of that, but it was still busy enough to where it sold out. So, the food service on the Jubilee was top-notch. Rudy's Sea Grill gets a five-star from us. The food was simply amazing. Service was perfect and not too steep on price. The main dining room was fantastic food as well. Good to see the food quality on the rise again because after COVID, the food had not been nearly as quality. The buffets I never did try. I'm not a buffet guy. I wasn't before and I'm not now. Uh, I'm not a buffet guy at all, but friends of ours went and said it was much better as well. The top spots that were uh, grab-and-go were uh, Shaq's Big Chicken, which I love. That place is fantastic, and they opened up a standalone at KCI, Kansas City International, and I have not had time to go by there yet because every time, this last time, you know, Super Bowl was going on, so I didn't have time to order an Aristotle or whatever, so I couldn't do it. But one of these times, it will be one of those days where I have enough time, you know, I don't go out of town for work anymore. But if it had been something like that, I might have been able to squeeze a couple of minutes out to get it. But um, Or, you know, maybe I'll get a vacation where I don't have to be in a hurry when I get back. And I can go by there and grab an Aristotle or, or maybe a Nashville chicken that he serves or something like that, that his place serves. Um, so, anyhow, the, uh, the buffets were still good. The uh, Shaq's Big Chicken, the Aristotle was... Uh, was my go-to with spicy breaded chicken, cheese, and Memphis sweet barbecue sauce. The chicken and waffles in the morning was very good as well. Beach Buns was a place. It had a hell of a great sandwich selection, and all were quality um, quality eats. The Reuben was real good and was uh, told the uh, BLT and the Italian saucy sandwich were very tasty as well. Guy's Pig and Anchor was good, but not great to me. It was, uh, to me, the sides of Guy's Pig and Anchor were complete garbage. 
the potato salad had no taste at all. Neither did the barbecue baked beans. It was horrible. And I'll tell you what, if I was starving, I go, um, I would go on out on a limb and say, if I was starving, I would starve to death that those are the only two items left on the earth. They're absolutely horrible. And then the uh, barbecue was okay at best. The best sauce that he has is this Memphis style, and that's not even offered on the boat. You can get it as a smokehouse. There's one in Louisville that we went to last year. Um, there's other ones in other places. He has a guy's smokehouse, and they have a better selection of sauces there. But I just, um, to me, um, Guy's Pig and Anchor Barbecue is fair at best, if you ask me. And I know barbecue. I worked in one of the top-rated, bar the top-rated barbecue um, place in America, Fiorella's Jack Stack. When I was a teenager, I worked there for quite a few years doing the pit, so I should know and I should be qualified to make this determination. So, then, um, let's see, what else we got here? Um, okay, the uh, um, Guy's Burger Joint was amazeballs, like usual. The smash burger is the best in the business. Home cut fries were just fantastic. They're golden brown and steaming hot. Now for that bullshit craft brewery at the Pig and Anchor. I went several times to try to purchase a craft brew made on the ship. They were supposedly always out, but they had the canned version of the uh, poultry three blah beers offered by Carnival. My opinion, I doubt they even brew it on the ship, but I can't prove it. The canned IPA was terrible, tastes like fizzy piss, as well as the other two beers that were offered uh, as their own. The toasted lager, very disappointed. My thoughts on that, don't waste your time, don't even go into that fucking place, it's horrible. So, anyhow, I mean, uh, let me do you a favor and just let you know, it's, it's not good. And uh, there's no reason to even go in there. And the beers that they have, I didn't get to buy a growler of anything. And we'll see if they ever, I don't know, man. In my opinion, it doesn't even look like they make beers. They say they do. But I saw no evidence of beer making on that ship. Just my opinion. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But it was lame. So, so I have to go into the omelet bar. They had two of them set up with optional places to get omelets as well. Shaq's Big Chicken, you get an omelet, which is in, I didn't get one from there, but people said it's just like the omelet bar. You can put your fixings in it. You know, you say, I want this, that, this. They'll make it for you. Um, they had other options for a freshly made omelet um, that helped keep the omelet bar station not too crowded at any given time because the other places that you could get it. Uh, the uh, Love the choices as well. You could uh, just get fried eggs. An omelet with 10 different ingredients or cheeses or egg white omelet only. Or just fried egg whites. These, uh, these guys were the best. Great food and it was very quick. I mean you go in there and you get it. You'd be out of there. Even if there's a line 7, 10 deep. You get out of there in like 10 minutes. They're very quick in making these omelets. And they're always operating three skillets at a time. Um... We had several, on a completely different note, getting away from food, we had several very rough sea dates. The water was swelling 40 plus foot. You could barely feel it on the boat. I am prone to being seasick, 
but I was able to quit taking Bonine after four days in it because the ride was that smooth. Rotan Island, no other ship could dock because of the swells, but this ship could because of its massive size. Its massive size also made it easier to ride in, and we were towards the front of the ship, which is notoriously rougher than the back of the ship, and it wasn't any problem at all. We were 10 floors up uh, and had a balcony, but it was no problem at all. I mean, we barely felt them. One night we felt a couple little tugs, but that was it. Um, Galveston Port was easy, and the ship was quick and painless to board. The boarding process from uh, drop dot at the porters area where you, you know, you take your luggage to the line waiting to make it to the ship was around 30 minutes. 30 minutes and I was on our private balcony. And then when I went and got a drink and came back, I was in the private balcony with a drink in tow. The Carvel Amp, uh, not Amp, the Carvel app was simply amazing. We got to check into the restaurant we chose that night, and we could literally wait anywhere until our 10-minute countdown buzzed. We could be in our room, we could be in the bar, or even at the Lido deck. 10 minutes was plenty of time to get there. Every night was a list of events and shows, ship time, boarding info, at every port. Love this app. And uh, furthermore, you could go get lost somewhere on Cozumel, and your app still kept time, ship time. So let's say it was uh, 6.30, wherever you're at, and it was 5.30 ship time or 7.30. It would let you know the ship time so you could be back on the ship on time. Because that's usually one of the biggest problems you have is people forget to adjust their time. And then their phone automatically goes to the time of where you're at. Well, the ship goes by the ship time. The ship time never changes. So if you leave at 3.30 and... Uh, you um, you can, you know, it, it's 3.30 the whole way through. They don't bounce it for Eastern time or anything. So if you're in Central time, this is a better way to say it is, if you're in Central time, is 3.30, you're staying at 3.30. You're not going anywhere else. Okay. The ship was amazing, to say the least. Giant aquarium the main, behind the main entrance bar to large colored glass and immaculate glass stairs and stairwells. The Lido had palm trees. They were not real, but they looked fantastic. We had the very first uh, captain's first mate, Doggy. He looked like a German Shepherd, I believe. I just cannot rave enough about this ship and the cruising experience being so good. Galveston, Galveston Express deserves a shout out. They were spot on getting us to Galveston from George Bush, George Bush Intercontinental. They were there waiting at the area right next to our baggage claim. They got us to our hotel as quickly as possible. We all know I-45 blows. I-45 is a hellhole. It's a great place to waste hours of your life. Galveston Express got us back from the port to the airport as well. Pickup was easy and away from all the clutter and craziness of the three ships letting out at once. I called the shuttle trying to get us uh, to downtown from the port, but they only take you to the airport. The man at the shuttle company said, we can drop you off at Hobby Airport, which is close, to downtown and get an Uber from there to your hotel. This saved me around $100. He knew from the port of Galveston to downtown was all uniformly $190. Bucks. But if I do it the way that he suggested, I saved $100, and I did. And also, it didn't take virtually any time. They were out there waiting. 
Um, I, um, I spent um, 90 getting to the White Wall Hotel downtown in Houston. The White Wall Hotel was as good as a hotel gets. When we arrived, they got us in at 11, even though our check-in time was 3. I explained that the port was much quicker than we thought, and we were stuck without a place for a few hours. The manager looked up our room and gave us uh, the uh, card at no extra charge. The outdoor pool was beautiful and complete with palm trees and a large, clean, well-kept pool. We went to the pool and had a couple of drinks, and then decided to go to lunch. We called a lift, but the idiot couldn't figure out the one ways downtown. It really wasn't that complicated at all. As a matter of fact, the driver even saw me and asked me if I was a guy wearing the white Mahomes jersey, and I said yes. But he, he um, I don't know, I looked at the app and he kept driving in circles. I texted him, forget it, and he said I agree. After 15 minutes of watching him circle around, we scrapped the barbecue joint six blocks away in favor of the Tex-Mex joint in the hotel on the second floor. This was a great choice and not too pricey. They also gave us breakfast vouchers for the main restaurant on in the hotel, a main entree, dessert, and especially coffee. This hotel was a four-star, uh, was such a great value at hotel. We hit the jackpot on this place. I will be going back when in Houston next time. Beautiful hotel. It's historic and refurbished and classy. I highly recommend the White Wall Hotel. So if you are in Houston and you want to stay downtown, I really, really suggest the White Hall, White Hall Hotel. It is a beautiful hotel. It has a beautiful, spacious pool and a lot of other amenities besides restaurants. So that is my full report for the Carnival Jubilee. Um, I hope if you're thinking about cruising, it does you some good. Anyhow, thank you. Thank you all, and have a great night. And uh, we're going to have a regular podcast tomorrow with Rob joining me. Thank you. Coming up, a blast from the past. This is where we take old shows and incorporate them into new shows. Because you fucks refuse to go get it. Have I ever told you about my uh, prank phone call? Uh, deal that I used to do no. phone booth well uh, this is the old quick trip in Belvedere the one right off the highway right off of uh, 71 or 49 or whatever mm-hmm. at 155th street down there in that little pit there right off the exit ramp there used to be a quick trip and one day I'm like in there getting a soda or some shit right and I noticed the phone rang is this is probably a drug deal or something yeah and some guy jumps out of his car and starts answering I'm like huh I didn't know those things had numbers. <laughs> not only did I not know they have numbers, I didn't realize that people fucking answer them. Yeah, the, the idea of calling into a payphone didn't occur to me until I saw someone do it on a TV show. I was like, what? Yeah, you it's can like, do that? you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just one way you got on there and said, hey, uh, uh, I'm down here at the Quick Trip, man. Whenever you want to come down, you know, I, I got the uh, I got the pet cage and the, uh, and the rubbers. You know, whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, anyhow, so I walk over there and I get a pen from the guy in the Quick Trip and wrote down the numbers. There's like three of them, and they're like you know in a little semicircle, and 
back in the days. I mean, like you mentioned the other day, how nasty that was. Yeah. Some guy get up there and start spitting all over the phone, talking, and then you go pick it up right after. <laughs> yep. And, and, Jam it right up oh. to the hole in your face that you eat through. <laughs> oh. yeah. Now when I think about it, I cringe. Oh. So anyhow, it, it, it's probably a dirt bag from Belvedere anyhow with no teeth, you know, fuck. So uh, anyhow, I get these numbers down, and uh, anyhow, one day I'm over at my friend Davies, and we're bored, and I go, hey man, I go, I got something we could do. What's that? See these three numbers? Yeah. They're the number two, the payphones, and Belvedere Quick Trip. Oh, really? <laughs> Let's just call up and fuck with people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So, you know, we we call up, and the first time, it took a long time. I don't think anyone was there. Someone answered, hello. Hey, you know this is pay phone? I go, hey, you know, uh, you're a dickhead. You know, just, and just start <laughs> screwing with them. Go, yeah, you're a piece of shit, man. Hey, you know who I got right next to me? Who? Your mom. Ah. And, you know, people get pissed off. Fuck you, bitch, and all this stuff. So, uh, anyhow, we, you know, we, we call them up and harass them. People get so fucking mad. You know, we get them so mad, they threaten to kill us. They're going to come over, and we're like, well, you're going to kill me when you don't know where I'm at, bitch. You know, it was before, this is in maybe early 90s at the most, late 80s, whatever, somewhere yeah. in that time frame. And, I mean, it was just, I mean, we had nothing else to do, so we'd call up and just get people so mad. Davey used to do this farmer impression, and he used to tell the guy <laughs> that his fucking goats were in his yard, and he was mad, or he fucking cattle trampled my fucking sheep, you bitch. I don't have, I don't have no farm. Yeah, you do, you son of a bitch. I know this is you, Mr. Johnson. You get your ass over here, and you get my dead fucking sheep, and you better fucking bury it. If you don't, I'm going to come over there, I'm going to slap the stupid out of you, and that's going to take all day, because you're pretty fucking stupid. And he would just keep railing on him, and the people get so mad and argue about, I don't have a farm. I ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And he would just keep going, ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And, and these people get so mad. So uh, anyhow, one day I'm over there, I'm like, hmm, you know, it's starting to get boring. People get mad, then they hang up. Then a lot of people just go, ah, fuck you, you know, and hang up. The smarter ones do. Yeah. And although I question them answering a payphone. And everyone <laughs> yeah. goes, oh, you know this is a payphone, don't you? You know, it's like, okay. I heard right. that one before. All right, hang on. Uh, 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 oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, what what do you do? I noticed there's a White House right behind there. So anyhow, I'm like, hmm, okay, all right. Everyone always wants to know where I live at. I guess I'm gonna live in that White House right behind the payphone. <laughs> so anyhow, you know, most people are just kind of like they hang up and they don't want to go to that White House. This one guy that I was fucking with just constantly going, "Hey, you piece of shit, man. Yeah, you just don't sound right without a dick in your mouth. You sound completely different." You ball gargler, and all this stuff, man. You you smell like chode, and this guy's just getting fucking madder than him. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Where you at? And I go, you wanna know where I'm at, bitch? Yeah. Now over there. Look to your left. Oh no, no, not that left. The other left, moron. Okay, you see that left over there? See that White House? I'm right here, motherfucker. I'm looking out the window. I'm waiting for your fucking fat ass to come beat me up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smack the stupid out of you, and I'm going to do it in front of everybody. I'm going to call people over to watch me smack the fuck out of you. And this guy's getting mad. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Man, oh, and, you know, and I'm pretty sure the guy went over there. He was so mad. So he was so mad that he didn't even completely hang up. I heard it go click, and then it fell on the ground. Uh. So he didn't look back or nothing. And anyhow, I hear a car peeling out. So I don't know about that guy in that White House, but I'm pretty sure he got into a pretty good fight. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyhow, I should have looked at the police blotter the next day. Man in White House beaten to death by, out, by it, outraged well, there was, hillbilly. There wasn't an internet, so it was like one of those well, deals where I had to wait for one of those little uh, regional uh, magazines, you know, like the South Side or whatever, the yeah. Grandview Circle or whatever, the, the Grandview Dick Smack or whatever. <laughs> you know, one of those stupid little fucking mags to come out. South Side idiot, whatever. So, uh, hey, I never did find out, you know, and I didn't want to know. I was afraid someone might have got killed in that whole scuff up, you know, but yeah. Could be. It was, it was at the hands of entertainment, so I justified it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. were, were you briefly entertained? Oh, I was entertained for a while. I mean, there especially the guys that just continue to get mad and just continue to try to insult you and one-up you without a brain. Yeah. And you continue, like, Davey, just roll over so many insults on him. And they just keep getting madder and madder and go, oh, yeah, fuck you. Oh, my God, you got me. Oh, oh, you went to the F-bomb. Oh, someone get me some iced tea. Oh, my God. Oh, the pain. You know. (laughs) And, uh, anyhow, so the the finality was um, ice calling down there. And this is later. I got bored with it. And I went back to it. And uh, this chick answers. And I started saying something, you know, just started blathering some sort of shit to try to piss her off. She goes, Mark Wallace. (gasps) Uh, 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 Oops. (laughs) Who is this? This is Danielle. Oh, fuck. What are you doing calling a payphone? Uh, Long story. Hey, she busted me. That yeah. was the last time I called him. Like fuck, man. I just, that, that's it, man. Sign no for fun God. anymore. It's done. Yep. <laughs> Cancel Christmas. Yeah. Pharmacy's closed. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I got a, I got a neat little story here about a little prank that me and Davey, my friend that I refer to often, oh yes, played. You know, the old Bannister Mall, remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy, that was a, that was an area for a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. We used to get away with murder at that place. Oh, we had done the stupidest shit. Well, there, there was a security guard, a little, little short little fucker, little, kind of little dumpy little guy named Sam. Mm-hmm. And he hated us long hairs. We were in there getting all the chicks, and he didn't fucking like it. So yeah. Sam used to always try to get me kicked out. And Davey, too, but more me. He really hated me for some reason. <laughs> so he used always screw with me and he got me kicked out for about two weeks then we went to court and, and then the judge said you can't kick him out it's a public mall you know so yeah so uh, anyhow you know one of the biggest ways to sell a hoax is to uh, we, we found this out was to have a setup guy that no one knew mm. just a guy to confirm what you're saying you know, oh yeah 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 I did see that monkey over there, yeah. yeah. Last I saw him, he was on top of that building, and he was throwing shit at somebody. The random witness you see disappears. Random witness, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, um, uh, this guy, uh, okay, this is um, Bannister Mall, early 1980s. Me and my good buddy Davey were hanging out, and uh, there were crazy long hairs that, you know, the average teen would follow, you know, because mm-hmm. we're long hairs, and... You know, we're kind of like the Pied Piper of teens. Yeah. People would like used to look at us and go, well, there's the party. Let's just follow them around until they go to it. <laughs> yeah, I've, done, I've we, done that. Yeah, they, yeah they, they used to do it all the time. We'd be like, where are you guys going? Cleveland? Ohio? No, Missouri. That guy looks like okay. he might have beer. 
Yeah. 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 So they'd just start following us and that's just the way it were and then we'd all introduce hey, hey, I'm you know, I'm so and so, I'm so and so, you know, and we'd have a good time, Cleveland Lake or something. Yep. You know, slamming beers, doing stupid shit. So <laughs> So Davey and I had certain buddies that would walk up and hear the bullshit that we're spewing and then help seal the deal. You know, they'd mm-hmm. sell it completely. <laughs> you know, one guy that uh, walked around to help us was a punker named Jason. Jason was really cool because he looked like the type of guy that wouldn't like us. Mm-hmm. But we, we got to talking to him, and we, you know, we saw eye to eye on everything except music. Yeah. Everything else, we were the same, you know. Cool. Fuck society, fuck the average guy, fuck this, <laughs> fuck that, you know. But when it came to music, you know, we're like fucking listening to Motley Crue and shit like that. And he was listening to, uh, um, uh, I don't know, uh, the Ramones or, you know, or, uh, or even deeper than that. You know, Dead Kennedys, the Germs. Television. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a real punker. So he had, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had an orange mohawk. Sweet. Wore uh, black spike leather and uh, and Doc Martens. So, so I mean, you know, you got the guy, right? You know, you know who I'm talking about. So, uh, great guy though. I'd love to know what happened to him. So, Jason, if you happen to hear this abortion, please. Uh, oh, I guess that you know, that's a bad word now, isn't it? Oh. This atrocity. There <laughs> so, we go. If you happen to hear this horrible atrocity, then you know, hey, uh, send us an email. Yeah, well, I forgot what the valid email is. So. <laughs> we put so many bullshit ones yeah, out there. We can't remember our real one. No, there is a valid one, and I can't remember what the hell it is. So. So, we also uh, have an actual real phone number. <laughs> hell if I know that one either. <laughs> yeah, so I can't even remember the real one. There you go. So, uh, show prep. Yeah. <laughs> Here I was talking about show prep and making a big deal out of it, and I can't even remember our email. So anyhow, meanwhile, there's this uh, one security guard named Sam that I kind of alluded to or actually went into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sam was a jealous little pussy bitch. <laughs> he constantly tried to get me kicked out and barred from the mall, and like I said earlier, he did for a while, for a couple of weeks, and we went to court. Mm-hmm. I got back in, which really fumed his ass, burned his ass. Because every time I seen him, I was like overzealous about him. Hi, Sam, how are you? Hey, hey, you little, come over for dinner tonight, little guy? <laughs> a little tiny bit of authority he had, and it's gone. You look cute today. <laughs> <laughs> I beeped his nose one time. He oh, came out with unglued. So, you know, me and Davey used to play mean tricks on Sam constantly. You Sounds know, like he deserved it. Oh, oh, he did, you know. <laughs> so uh, we quickly went to Jason to be the uh, casual guy walking mm-hmm. by to sell it. So Jason's over in the corner where the movie theaters upstairs used to be because then they went downstairs for a while and then they disappeared. Oh, yeah. But they're used yeah. To, yeah, they used to be upstairs, mid-upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I think right across from food court, maybe, if I remember correctly. Well, now in my mind, I'm getting a bit confused with Ward Parkway because their movie theater shifted around a bit, too. Okay, well, anyhow, this is when they were upstairs because I remember that part well because people are coming in to go to movies and we're screwing with them. So Yeah. So Dave and I set this one up perfectly. You know, we had a buddy that uh, he won a uh, backstage pass to, uh, um, to uh, uh, Great White. Oh, remember yeah. them? Mm-hmm. It's a video shoot, okay? He, as an extra. 
Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in it. It, it was, I don't know if it's once bit or something else, but he was in it. And so, and, and on the back was stamped used. Yeah. But on the front, it had an MTV logo. It didn't have a specific band. It just had, it didn't say Great White. It just said yeah. extra for MTV video shoot. And I remember it really well. It was green with an orange MTV on it with their famous logo. Yeah. It was really cool looking, and it was like made with some sort of a, uh, um, some sort of, of a really thick paper, and it was uh, engraved, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was raised. It felt great. It felt like the seal of Embossed something. Embossed paper. Embossed. Raised yeah. printing. Raised printing, whatever. Yeah. Makes it a lot harder to counterfeit. Yeah, so Plus, they, it makes it look cool. <laughs> so our friend agreed to let us borrow this for a little while. We got it back to him, like we said, and all yeah. that. We didn't, you know, we didn't tear it up or steal it or nothing. So <laughs> Davey started waving the card in the air and making fun of me because he got this and I didn't. You know, he's like, hey, hey, hey you know, I'm going to be on this, uh, I'm going to be on this, um, whatever, you video. know. Yeah. So uh, he's way around going, hey, I'm going to be on the video and you're not because you're too stupid and you couldn't win and, you, and all this <laughs> stuff, right? So this magical card was supposed to be a freebie to be an extra on the set of MTV. Mm -hmm. This is what we set it up to be, right? A list of hundreds of bands, the secret MTV guy walking around, was he was walking around the mall and this was going to be Sam eventually. Mm. So the secret MTV guy that has these free magical passes was Sam, only he didn't know it. <laughs> so Davey's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and I'm like, fucking asshole, you know, all this stuff. So automatically, see people get ready to walk in, right? Yeah. Get ready to go to a movie, they're like, <laughs> yeah, just like magnetic, Dunk. they're just staring at us. And Davey's like, bleh, 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 and all this stuff. I'm like, man, it sucks, man. You get to go and I don't. So Davey is waving this around, making fun of me, and Jason will walk by. Mm -hmm. They go, yeah, I fucking won one too, but I threw it at him because there's no punk bands on it. Fuck that. I don't want to go. So all of a sudden, wow. all these kids are fucking coming over there. What was what, what this? So. <laughs> That's so clever. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> we set it up perfect. So the reason, uh, the reason that uh, we picked Sam to do this we to do this on that day was because we had the card for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. He was wearing plain clothes. Yeah. And I guess he thought he was going to catch shoplifters or something, not wearing his little fucking bitch outfit that he normally wore. It, you know. So Jason, instead of us, goes, yeah, that fucking little douche right there is the one. That's the secret MTV guy. We didn't even say it. He did it. It sold it even more. Because yeah. all these teens were like, <gasps> you know, fucking their heads spun around and they're staring <laughs> at him. And so Jason said, wow. yeah. He, he goes, um, yeah, I bit him on the ear to get one. So, so the story was, was this, the more, better. the more outrageous you were, the more likely you were to get a free pass oh, on TV. Perfect. Yeah. So automatically he had like fucking 50 teens jumping in front of him, fucking biting his ear, kicking him in the ass. One guy was clucking like a chicken in his face. Another guy's like, look, 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 I'm a bird. Some guy fucking oh jumped God. off on one side. Another guy ripped off one of the trees and hit him with a switch. And Sam was just fucking freaking out, man. He's like, what the fuck? And they're like, we want to pass. We want to pass. He's like, what pass? This probably went on for fucking 25 minutes. He was losing his mind. Yes, he was. He's he didn't like, know what planet was did I wake he, up on? He'd get 10 teens away from him, right? And then you have 10 more teens attacking. 
So, like, we leave. We let this go on and let it go downhill, and those teens told another one, get the pass from that fucker, he didn't give us anything. So this just kept rolling on and rolling on and rolling on. So we come back a couple hours later. We went to, oh, no, I know what we did. We went to Andy Santa Fe and had a burrito. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, and we weren't even old enough to drink, but we still did because they never carted there. Yeah, we both right. had margaritas. We were fucking laughing, had our feet on the table and shit. <laughs> Davey had fucking flip-flops on, so they eventually got mad and kicked us out yeah. because you could see his toenails hanging out. And mm. People didn't like that. Yeah. So, so anyhow, we get back in. And also we see Sam coming by, all disheveled. By this time, everything was gone. It was all said and done. I go, hey, Sam, I go, you want to know where all that came from? Us. Davey pulled out the card and said, see this? I go, yeah, you just been had, bitch. Oh, he was fucking furious. He turned right back. You motherfucker, I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to get you guys kicked out for good. I go, what for? I didn't do anything against them all. Uh-huh. We didn't get kicked out. <laughs> that Man, was one of the best fucking pranks we ever played. Brilliant. And I just thought about it the other day. I'm like, my God. <laughs> there are some it's other brilliant. ones. There are some other ones I got to remember that we did to them too. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, I, I got another one. You listen to the solo cast, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the story about the nutbiter. Oh yes. Oh gosh. Big and 